Welcome to Dice Camera Action in audio form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. For the current Tomb of Annihilation storyline as the Waffle Crew adventures in the jungles of Chult, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. We'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew, and welcome to the jungle, my friends. Hello! Welcome to Dice Camera Action, a little D&D game featuring the Waffle Crew. And Whoa. today, also, the awful crew. <laughs> they're, they're evil lesser kin. <laughs> they're sub, <laughs> suboptimal. Uh, yeah, I guess they would technically be kin, huh? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were sprung from strands of hair stolen by night hags. Oops, no, it wasn't stolen, it was given. Given. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> Oops. You're right, Thanks, yes. Tricks. It was a gift of hair to the night hags turned into the awful crew. Uh, which consists of evil DF, who looks older than normal DF, and is just generally more menacing, but a, a just a bombastic dresser. He's more full of himself. He is definitely full of himself, and he's got yeah. bigger boots. He does. <laughs> and uh, evil Paulton, Strahd Poser. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and evil Strix, who is a feral trash pile. Um, yes. Completely out of control. And last week, we saw the awful crew uh, in Port Nyanzaru, and they were running around with an imp named Umpox, with, and also a big giant black bag that they were using to capture evil people to send to the night hags to be eaten or to have other nasty things done to them. And they decided to <laughs> uh, throw a little girl in the bag, uh, and it turns out she actually was an evil soul in her. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then uh, they made enemies with some dinosaur trainers, and Strix uh, was able to um, basically mount the Allosaurus and ride it around until she went screaming into a marketplace and started lighting things on fire with her firebolt spell. Then she got knocked off, knocked unconscious, and is bleeding out. she got dragged over by a building, uh, but the party was not able to stabilize her yet, so she has two successes on her death saves and one failure. Meanwhile, uh, there is a fracas that played out at, a, at Postamania, mm-hmm. a restaurant in Port Nyanzaru, uh, where Paulton uh, ran afoul of a waitress named Marsha and a spaghetti cook named Schmulk Schmogen. Schmolk went down. Uh, Marsha had her eye plucked out by the imp and dropped in Paulton's moonshine drink. And Marsha is still alive, one-eyed, um, inside the restaurant while the Waffle Crew convenes around Evil Strix's trash pile body. Did I forget anything? The thing that happened was Paulton was holding Marsha's eye and oh, then... That's right. He Just squished it, it, crushed yeah. it in his hand oh, yeah. while she stared with her one remaining eye. Oh, gross. Yeah. Okay. So if I remember correctly, 
are all in this courtyard outside of this super hipster, like Edison strung festival lights restaurant called Pasta Mania, right? Yeah. Cool. So uh, as Marsha stares in stunned silence at Paulton's hand now covered in eyeball goo, from behind her, you hear just this slow clap. And from out of the shadows behind her shoulder, you see someone or something kind of shove her out of the way and step into the light out of the shadows. You, you couldn't see this person uh, at first because... As you now see kind of the light fall on them, you see uh, that this person is made entirely of wood and metal. And that that wood and metal is mostly just black and gold, but encrusted in different places with jewels and um, fine cloth kind of draped over one shoulder. And uh, it, it looks like a human, but made... Of, of wood and metal. You, I don't know if you guys have ever seen anything like that before, but she comes out slowly clapping and, and says, good show. I'm unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> she walks up to Paulton and she kind of like looks him up and down, raises an eyebrow, looks at Diaz, walks up to him, puts one finger on his bare chest and says, the leader, huh? Well, someone's got to do it. <clears throat> Without me, they're pretty much worthless and or dead. He looks back at Strix and like, oh, or dying. And she kind of like grabs his nose and, and shakes a little bit and like chucks his chin. She's like, and aren't you just a, a tall drink of something strong? <laughs> 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 Excuse me. <laughs> Kill like kind of bat the metal hand appendage away and just be like enough of that clearly you want something. Want something? Well, don't we all? I just think that you've you, you've put on a good show here today. I, I took notice of uh, your particular style, and I'm intrigued. I must say. Yes, thank you. That's right. For once, again, I did all of the work. And you're welcome. She looks back over at the eyeball and she looks at Marsha and she's like, aren't you going to finish her off or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maintaining eye contact with this person talking to Diaz, he'll just uh, reach back, grab a throwing dagger and just throw it at her. Roll the hit. Without even looking. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say that you can do that, but I guess you have to have disadvantage if you're not even going to look. Well, you know what? It's true. The amazing thing about awful Diaz is that unlike real Diaz, he rolls amazingly well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not amazing. Uh, After bonus, 17. Even with disadvantage? Yes. I yeah, rolled 15 it, and a 12. It sticks right into Marsha. What's the damage? <laughs> also, for added flavor, it, like, wishes, like, right toward Evil Paulton, and he just kind of... <laughs> just, like, just dodges it. <laughs> uh, six damage. 
All right. Unless you want to sneak attack it. No, I can't sneak up the throne dagger. Never mind. It's a six. Uh, okay. Marsha looks like she is not feeling well at all, but she's still standing. Oh, so now she's tough. got, she's got eye, like, <laughs> she's, she's bleeding out one eye and she's holding that. Now she's got a dagger in her gut and she <laughs> is just standing there, like having been brushed aside by this construct, like, you know, she's not, she's not going to do anything, but she's still just, she's kind of standing there <laughs> rocking back and forth in shock. Dieth just shrugs and just like, she'll bleed out. The the stranger kind of looks at her and kind of nods. She's like, hmm, that's probably more interesting anyway. What's your name? Uh, what do you say? I guess, I mean, yeah, he knows, he knows himself as Dieth, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll just say, <clears throat> uh, I'm Dieth, what's it to you? Oh, well, if you're going to be joining me as a follower, then I certainly need to know what to call you. And you... (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're making a lot of assumptions, aren't we? Oh, well, I mean, either you can join me and and serve me in my quest for glory and death and darkness, or I could just kill you right here. Kill them. So you're feisty, too. I don't know if you ever noticed, but I've always made my own path in life. Oh, you're just so cute. Oh, she just pinches your little cheeks. And she's like, and, and you, tall vampire and, you know, whatever you are, what's your name? They call me Nit Luap. <laughs> Nit Luap? Or just Paulton works, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Paulton backwards? <laughs> What? No. <laughs> Make you think that. <laughs> well, knit. I suppose you'll do. I'll do what? I mean, follow me, of course. To, to, what? I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't really. I don't buy into the whole follow for follow thing. So I'm. I don't think I'm on board with that. Uh, look, whatever you're doing with this bag, it's obviously not your own idea. Somebody's making you do it. So you can either keep scrounging for people to put in a bag, or you can follow me and we'll cause some real trouble. Or I'll just kill you and that'll be fun too. All very appealing. After hearing that, DS does one of these. <laughs> huh. I suppose... I mean, I don't want to be employed under those hags all my life, but. Oh, it's hags, what, is it? What are you offering? Hags are gross. <laughs> right? I, you know, hags are gross. Whatever that pile of something over there is, is gross. You guys are not gross. You're pretty cute. And I would let you be my bodyguards. Uh-huh. And what do we get out of this? Yeah, what's uh, what's the hourly on that? Well, uh, I will let you kill whoever you want. Uh, I will let you uh, every whim. Um, I'll let you keep whatever I don't want that we find, and I won't kill you. I try to stabilize Strix. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I will, I will uh, at some point in the conversation, I'll turn into a rat, because I obviously can't stabilize her as a raven, so maybe I'll have better luck as a rat. You usually will turn nope. rat paws. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a three. The only, the only person trying to save me can't save me. I'm just dying <laughs> in the corner. No, you're just down for the three count. It's fine. I, I guess you get another uh-huh. death save, though. I yeah. do, oh, yes. Yeah. You would get another death save. I would get another death save. I, I mean, three successes and I'm done, correct? Yeah. That means you're stable. That's an 11. Okay, so you're stable. Oh, you're not going to bleed you're out. You're stable now. Okay, yeah. I'm stable. You'll just lie there until no you get some no healing. No one cares about me. They just, like, everyone hates me. It's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think most people would even notice you're there because you are literally hidden behind a barrel in a heap that looks like trash. So That's where I belong. <laughs> yeah, with a rat perched on your head. Right. Yeah. Who's Does... probably starting to eat me. Is said rat hearing this conversation? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and he's like shining the eye over both of you. But thankfully, the hags can't hear. They just see. Right. Right. Okay. So far, it seems like the stranger has not noticed that rat with that eye. Okay. Um, Diaz kind of... Puts his hand, puts his like fists onto his hips, and kind of leans towards the stranger a little bit, kind of giving her the uh, suspicious eye, and says, uh, "Get to keep whatever you don't want." Mm-hmm. So then you're implying that there's things around here you, that you do. Well, look at me. I mean, do you think I just got all this from from asking real nice? Yes. Just like gold, just like <laughs> you know, gold jewels. T- she's like. You know, she's made of precious metals, and then on top of that, you you look at her and you can't even conceive of how much all of the wealth that is in like implanted on her body could possibly be worth. Hmm. I turn invisible. Okay. <laughs> That's all I can do is my action this round. All right. <laughs> I, I was playing that we were out of initiative, but if you want to, if you guys want to get an initiative, oh, then let's yeah. roll. My plan is to uh, basically just turn invisible, uh, reassume my imp form, and then find out where the bag is. Okay. Who's got the bag? I believe still in Dieth's possession. Okay. Then I'll go over to Dieth and whisper in his ear, drop the bag over her head. Let's see if she hears that. <laughs> she, she does hear that. Okay. And she just raises one eyebrow and then tries to, uh, she pulls a giant battle axe off of her back and tries to slash through where she perceives the sound came from mm. at disadvantage because she can't see it. But even so, she rolls, she rolls an 18. Oh yeah, that's definitely going to hit. Okay, so she does, uh, let's see. (laughs) She does just five damage. Okay, and just out of curiosity, is her axe silvered or magical? Because that will affect how much damage I take. It is... mm, It is not magical. Okay, so I, I, I take two. Nice. Uh, okay. Dieth deftly dodges. So yeah, it goes right by you. Get, yeah. Yeah. And some okay. of my blood just sort of splatters down on your shoulder. Yeah. Ugh. I just got this vest. <laughs> and it looks real nice on you. Thank you. 
It might look even better on the floor. Can't confirm. <laughs> what was that? And how are you going to kill it? Uh, that is the... Uh, that was the hag's little lackey thing. <laughs> All right, yeah. I guess everyone should roll initiative at yeah. this point. I don't oh, like I'm her very so <laughs> What? I'm still unconscious. You are still unconscious, but not dying. Anybody got I'm any pour healing? i myself another drink. Anybody got any <laughs> healing? <laughs> no? Nope, no? can't say I do. All right. Sorry. Right. Okay. 18. Okay. Eight for the imp. Twenty-one for DS. Did I even roll as an unconscious person? No, not until you rejoin. Not until you essentially you're conscious. All right, I need more drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Marsha too, I guess. Oh, poor Marsha. Okay. Does she have? Does Marsha or this construct with all the jewels and gold have like? Openly marked potions of healing hanging from them anywhere? <laughs> no. <laughs> you is, don't there a, is there a healing those. fountain anywhere within sight? No. Uh, unfortunately, not. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who am I missing? Okay, and Strix is just unconscious, so I guess she's not in the initiative. Nope. All right, cool. So, uh, Diaz, you go first. What do you do? Mm. Just gonna step out of this one. This isn't my problem. So All right. basically, just kind of uh, is Umpak still on the shoulder, or did he get knocked off? I was just kind of flapping near your head in my natural form. Oh, so. okay, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, just in case, he'll use his cunning action to disengage. Just been, just be like, whoop, whoop. Not my problem. Okay. Whoop. All right, uh, and then. Let's see. Then next up is this stranger. And Chris, if she's going to try to take basically a blind swing at where she still thinks this thing is, would disadvantage be appropriate or is there anything else? Just disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, she super misses. Okay. She crit misses. She rolled a nat one. Ah, um, and she looks incensed. Especially if Diaz says embarrassing, she turns blazing golden <laughs> eyes on him. <laughs> he does say that, yes. Okay, great. Now, uh, Paulton, it's your turn. Uh, what is the nearest source of alcohol? <laughs> Good question. You Important. threw the moonshine into the street. Right. Uh, Marsha doesn't seem to be in any shape to serve, so I would, pre- I would presume that the nearest alcohol is at the bar inside. You guys are kind of in this, like, courtyard. Okay, I'm going to cunningly make my way to the bar. All right. Uh, I think that provokes an attack of opportunity from, from, from the stranger. What? Wouldn't it? I guess you guys weren't in melee. You were, she was kind of more in melee with Diaz. Yeah. All right, so you, you're fine. You can, you can go <laughs> into the bar. <laughs> I just, he just sees like them going on. I'm just like... All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Umpox, your turn. I will fly up out of reach. Okay. 
and follow Diath because he has the bag. Okay. I'll just stay. Okay. I'll just stay as close to him as I can without actually like. Okay. Uh, Marsha flees. Okay. <laughs> she just runs <laughs> for. She runs for like the staff room and barricades herself in the staff room of the restaurant. She's she's out of here. All right. Uh, that brings it to Diath again. So, am I aware of Umpox's proximity to me? You can probably hear my wings flapping. Hmm. All right. Uh, uh, I'll look over at uh, at uh, Nitluap, <laughs> uh, and I'll I'll kind of give him one of these. Like I'll uh, I'll like kind of nod over towards the stranger, and then also kind of like nod in the direction of where Umpox is. Just be like. Like, what do you think, that one or this one? (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna, he'll like look at the two and suddenly, uh, subtly just be like, I don't really care what you do. And then just carry on. (laughs) D.S. kind of goes, all right, yep, figured. Uh, And then he'll pull out his short sword and swing an unbox. Nice. Hmm? All right, roll the hit. Uh, I'd assume at disadvantage because he's still invisible. No, he's the only one that tried to stabilize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still at disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, that first roll's good. Uh, I don't think 10. No. 10? No, no. All right. Well, then. <laughs> but then uh, Diath has a real evil smile as he's doing it. All right. Next up is uh, The Stranger who goes for the same general area that she sees Dia swinging for <laughs> at disadvantage and rolls a 10. No. Nope. Nope. Hmm. Mm. She doesn't like that very much. Oh, and she actually gets two attacks per turn. So she's going to oh. try again. Oh, wow. And she rolled two 20s. What? At disadvantage, oh, she shit. rolled two <laughs> 20s. And I have brand new dice, and Holy I love smokes. them. <laughs> so thank you. Oh. Uh, okay, so she crits. So much for my revenge. Um, Pox. Uh, and she does this, this time you see her kind of like, uh, there, there seems to be this like symbol on her chest. It's a black disc with like a, almost kind of a glowing purple rim on it. And, and as you see her really like rev up for this big hit with, with her battle axe this time, you see that she's, she's got it in two hands or wait, does she hold on? Yes. She's got it in two hands and she kind of starts to like seep this like purplish black oil from some of the creases. And then she attacks uh, and let's see how much damage she does. Oh my gosh, I do not like the D8. So far it has only rolled once. Uh, Let's see, five plus. Okay, so she does five plus five necrotic damage. Okay, so I will take 10 of that. Halved is five. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Yeah. All right, I am still alive. All right, Paulton, are you just drinking? Um, do I have like a general idea of where he is? I mean, we're Maybe. swinging in at him and that. Yeah, I just hit area. him and blood kind of splattered everywhere. So you, it, he's basically at the end of my battle axe right now. Okay, and he's still invisible? Mm-hmm. 
but I, I, I'd probably have an idea of, oh, I don't know, let's say like a 20 foot cube guess of where he would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I'm like taking a drink. He's just, he just kind of looks, he's like, uh, I'm going to cast fairy fire in that vicinity. So oh, he's no. oh. highlighted in a nice, uh, in a nice green, if we could. Nice. All, all right. right. I'm all aglow. <laughs> the green glitters off of the stranger's black metal body, and she grins evilly. All right. So that, b- that basically turn, neutralizes, that neutralizes my uh, invisibility. So no disadvantage now. And if, okay. I, if I become visible, everybody will have advantage to hit me. So, yeah. Um, DF, evil DF. Yeah. Where is the bag on you? Um... It's basically the way he really has to carry it was um, kind of stuffed on the back of his sash. Hmm. Not like down his pants, but like kind of like the way you would put something like in your belt. Got it. Okay. So he probably won't be able to crawl into that. Um, he is, uh, Umpox is going to take to the sky. He is going to f- disengage flying 80 feet up and away. Oh, Damn. Only any of us could fly. All right. Out of reach, and that brings us back to Dia. Not quite. Throwing a dagger. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No disadvantage, no advantage. Just straight up. Uh, so just a d20? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and as I throw it, he yells, We quit! Sixteen? <laughs> uh, Motherfucker, yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, It's still going to be half damage because it's just a regular dagger. That's right. Um, So six divided by two, three damage. Okay, so three damage? Yeah. Okay, I only had two hit points remaining. (laughs) So when your dagger hits Umpox, there's just like this explosion of of diabolical ichor in the sky and... Uh, bits of goo fall from above, and then the Haggai just goes plop down into the sand. I step on it. Crack. Ooh. <laughs> More I like wanted that. I really wanted that. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the stranger walks up to, let's see, Paulton, are you still, you came back outside, or were you casting that from, like, the doorway? I was casting that from, like, the doorway. I, I still made my way in. Okay. Um, so you didn't get any of this ichor on you, but I think, Dia, it kind of like rained down on your face or something. So uh, the stranger will walk up to you and kind of like wipe some of it off with her finger and taste it. Mmm. She's like, so you've made a choice then? Well, I could figure we could keep doing the same shit every day and just collecting souls for who knows what, or... If you have to know where some, perhaps, valuables are, then maybe hmm. I'm more intrigued. Well, you know, I'm always uh, keeping an eye out for the latest fashions and the most valuable trinkets, so I'm certain we can find you a little something you like. As Definitely. long as you help me in my quest to spread the darkness and death. Yeah, whatever it is that you want. So long as I get some stuff out of it. Well, just swear fealty to Char, and we'll be on our way then. 
Uh, sure. Shar is rad. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> she walks over to Paulton. Uh, Shar, opinions? Sure what now? Shar, swear your loyalty, fealty, I won't kill you. We can go in search of, you know. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Um... <laughs> She looks at Diaz. He's the slow one, isn't he? No, I have something for this. Just give me the Shar <laughs> <laughs> <Char> thing. <laughs> yeah, let's go let's go with that. Well, I mean <laughs> like Shar sounds good to me, fam. One more thing, if you can, Diaz walk over to the pile of strix and just be like, Can you get this one up? Oh, that's a that's a somewhat. Yeah, doesn't need a lot of food. Doesn't want a lot of stuff, but has a lot of arcane powers that will definitely be helpful <gasps> in us uh, acquiring ah, some more strength above all, as I always say. And she lays on hands for twenty hit points on Strix. I'm alive! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what does she do? Does she spring up? She springs up and immediately tries to bite whoever resurrected her. <laughs> the stranger allows you to try to bite her, and yeah, it's she's just, just gnawing on your arms, like <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> All right. Well, now let's go and you know rule with an iron fist, douse the flame of hope, and uh, start a new adventure, shall we? Yeah, let's. Uh, Dieth will take the the bag that he's been carrying for collecting souls, and uh, 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 he'll he'll like hold it up to Strix, uh, and just be like, "Scorch it." Get it in the bag. She's just like, "Yes, it's my destiny." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now do it. She'll set it on fire. Perfect. Fireball. And I'll just like drop it, let it, let it drop it, and let it burn inside the tavern. <laughs> so it's just a fire hazard. <laughs> All right, and that's where the awful crew will stop. All right. Woo. Oh no! But they're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Against all odds, yeah. <laughs> Uh, JK, evil Paulton kills himself. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so back in the hag's lair, Strix and oh. Diath and Paulton, you are all now yourselves. And when last we dealt with the hags, uh, you were cutting a deal with them, a three for yes. three deal. You would give, you'd, each of you would give a piece of yourselves, hair, clippings, whatever, to the hags uh, for their ill use, and in exchange, they will give you three things. And when last we dealt with them, you basically decided that the three things were going to be Mr. Fox's spectacles, the spell mm-hmm. book that he stole from Shemeshka, and a resurrection scroll. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, the... Hags uh, are about to talk when suddenly (laughs) um, appearing in the cauldron, there's like a a tinny thump sound, and then a little girl kind of pokes her head up out of the cauldron. 
<laughs> and the hags quickly sort of circle around the cauldron and kind of pull her out. And holding one of this girl's limbs, like one's got her by a leg, not two others got her by the arm, and they're just sort oh. of sniffing her and kind of no, no, um, tasting her. Oh, fresh one! No, no, Strix just runs up like, this one's, this one's no good, I can already tell she's tainted. What? Nonsense. No, no, she's super good, can't you tell? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't eat her then. Maybe we should make her into one of us. No, oh, no, no, no! Yes, let's do that. I like uh, that idea. Dia's like, no, far too young. No, absolutely not. Mm. I don't know what, where this where she came from, but practically worthless. Wasting your time. Uh, don't. What is she worth to you? <sighs> Can Strix just like make eyes at Paulton and Dia? Like, this is gonna go bad. Mm-hmm, already is. <laughs> like, like, worse. <laughs> this is going to go worse. <laughs> uh, what worth to be? What, what do you mean? If you want to have a hand in her fate, we'll let you. You can have her, but we want something in return. If you don't want her, then we will do with her as we please. We, wa- we want her? Is that what we're doing? No, but I, I don't want her to die, or whatever it is that they're going to do to no, her. No, we can't. No, yeah, we can't do this. Uh. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna try and persuade them. Okay. I'm gonna be like, like, look, she's worthless to you. She's worthless to us. She's worthless in general. She's barely worth. She's not even worth the time we've spent talking about her. So why don't we just carry on? This with girl our is now glowering at you. Her face all scrunched up in a frown. I'm just like, yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. It's kids. They're like <laughs> ruined already. It's so horrible. Uh, I, I need to persuade. Okay. Uh, so you're basically just trying to get them to, what, let her go? Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would be a 14. Okay. Uh, they sort of go off and huddle a little bit five feet away and they're like, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Why are we listening to him? Because I'm handsome. He is handsome. <laughs> See? As they're huddling, could I possibly polymorph one of them? Oh, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> we still need their things. I, got, I have a plan, it's fine. Don't you worry. There we go. All right. All right. She has to make a saving throw. She is magic resistant, so she has advantage on her save. God damn it. What's your DC? 16. All right. So there are three that you can choose from. There's one who's got the coins on her eyes. There's one... And, and like the ants crawling on her skin. Uh, there's the one with the uh, neck, uh, string necklace of chattering children's teeth and the peg oh, leg. Oh, I don't like that one. And, uh, and when she sneezes or, or um, like blows her nose or something, gas comes out of her ears. And then there's the one with the bag over her head, which has the viper, the cockerel, and the terrier, po- terrier poking out of it. All right, I'll, I'll, do, the ba- I'll do baggy. 
All right. Um, the spell cast upon her, and you can, what are you trying to change her into, by the way? Oh, a chicken, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, you can see, for an instant, like, a couple, like, feathers spring out of her arms and stuff, but then she's like, no, 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 and she fights it off. All right. As, as that happens, I go, clearly the child has magic. <laughs> oh, go ahead and make deception check. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> you should learn the ways of magic. You you would love to adopt her into your coven, would you not? <laughs> oh wow, okay. Twenty-two. Okay, very persuasive. Uh, you can see that they'll turn on each other, and then the one with the bag on her head uh, just sort of holds out a clawed hand, and. Um, puts the girl to sleep, and the girl just sort of uh, falls over and is now lying sleeping on the ground. Did, did it work? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then the, the bag woman, the, the terrier starts barking. <laughs> and, and the one with the coins over her eyes says, that will be enough trouble for me, you, Missy, to the little girl did- lying unconscious on the floor. <laughs> it worked, yes. Yeah, you sure showed her. No, she knows magic. Clearly, this is a powerful little girl. Yes. Yeah, they definitely showed her. So, those three things. Are you sure those are the three things you want? Yes. Turns yes. back to Strix and Balton's like, we're, this, we're doing this, right? We don't really have a choice. We need no. to bring Evelyn back. That's kind of all we have. Right. And, a, and whatever deal we make with them cannot be worse than suffering whatever wrath Shemeshka could bring us. That's a fair point, because she's really scary. Shemeshka. Oh, please don't nope. tell me know her. No, nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing? The hags will huddle again. But no, no! <laughs> he didn't say Shemeshka. He said Shmum. No, he didn't. He said Meshka. Just... <laughs> no, that that already kind of okay. I, I was saying she meant ska. Don't, don't even try. It's her favorite music. Oh, we were talking about the little yes, girl when she came in. Yes, we were of like, course. yeah. Yes, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she messed up. Is what we said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of them will say. Oh, that's, that's her spell book then, is it? Yeah. Yes. That's why she sent you after Mr. Fox. Correct. And for his spectacles, too. And because he has a sword that he puts keys in, but I don't understand no. that. No. <laughs> oh, go on, my dear. Need to know basis. Strix is, like, covering her mouth, like... <laughs> 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 Overshared. Yes, enough distractions. Do we get the items now? Right. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. Uh, the one with Show the, us the things. The one with the coins uh, on her eyes uh, says, points to the one at the peg leg and says, Peggy, this, you have the spectacles in the book. And then she points to the one with the bag on its head and says, Nana, fetch the scroll. 
I will keep our guests company. Well, that's nice. Uh, Then she reaches down, she grabs the little girl by the foot and just sort of drags her across the lab and uh, (laughs) uh, throws her in a a chicken coop. Strix is like, that girl's very powerful, be careful! Look out! I've got my eye on her. No, you should teach her the ways of magic! She looks at you, and, uh, and by the way, at this point, the other two, you see they become ghosts of their former selves, and they just sort of walk off in different directions and go through the walls. Strick, right, anybody who wants oh. to can make a Arcana oh. check. I will do that. Hold on, I forgot my dice. Okay. <laughs> okay. 24. You believe that they have gone ethereal. They've entered the ethereal plane and wandered off. All right. I will tell this to everyone and say they've become ghosty people. I'm sure that's fine. I gathered that. Yeah. And uh, after they leave and the one remaining hag says, So, dearie, she comes up to you, Strix, what coven do you belong to? Yeah, the chicken foot coven. Chicken foot coven. And where are your sisters? In the Feywild. Why so far away from them? I'm on a quest. Of course you are. (laughs) We are the Sown Sisters. And she pulls. She pulls out a spool of uh, red thread and a pair of scissors. Snip, snip. Strix pulls out her scissors too and is like, <laughs> snip, snip, And then she puts her scissors away and pulls a needle out of her hair. Stitch, stitch. I don't have a needle, so I'm just going to keep being like, snip, snip. <laughs> 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 and she'll show the raven claw and be like, see? That is not a chicken foot. Well, I don't have one right now, all right? It's like, look, <laughs> I make do with what I can get, okay? She just sort of looks at you woefully. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of Baba Yaga, though, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, she was my teacher, my grandma. Was she? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, like, looks kind of proud, but also scared, and just like, please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, you can see that something else goes kathump kathump inside the cauldron, and uh, the hag reaches in and pulls out the, the body of a dead man. Who's missing a hand, actually. Now that you mention hmm, that's it. That's weird. One of his hands got chopped off. All right. And Looks she like says, problem. These clones are nothing but a disappointment. I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> what? Chickenfoot says what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says, we'll make new ones. Get rid of those defects. Uh, Dieth uh, will kind of interrupt and say, uh, if you have these spectacles and the book, what's so important about them? We don't have them yet, dearie. <laughs> All right. But soon. <laughs> but would you happen to know why someone would want these so badly? Well, if you are working for Shemeshka, uh, working against mostly. Mr. Fox, uh, 
You've uh, stepped into a bit of a Arcanaloth rivalry. Oh. Is that bad? I think that's bad. That sounds that sounds bad. Is it bad? They're very alike, those two. I wouldn't want either of them as my enemy. Okay, but you happen to know why they're warring with each other? Because all our Canaloths want is magic and knowledge. And they'll take it wherever they can get it. Oh. Okay. And how would you, if you were to say we're wanting to halt, stop, defeat, or kill an Arcanaloth, how would you go about it? Let's see. Hmm. Um, you see her go over to um, some ratty old scrolls and dig one out. And she says, An Arcanaloth is a kind of Yugaloth. They are like fiendish mercenaries. They will work for themselves or whoever has enough jink to keep them happy. I know that word! Oh, you're so good. <laughs> Strix is like poking me. Like, she says, Arcanaloths are powerful spellcasters. As powerful as any archmage individually. But like all fiends, they have their vulnerabilities. If you know their true name, you can make them do things against their will. Wait, are you saying that Shemeshka isn't her true name? No. Or Mr. Fox isn't his Wait, real name? Neither of those names are their true names. What? True names. Can I do an arcana check on that? Absolutely. <laughs> One. I'm going to bring out my dice roller. Oh, it's 24 again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know that um, with a 24, actually, uh, pertaining to Yugoloths in particular, that they come from a place, a plain called Gehenna, and that there are these books known as the Books of Keeping um, that contain all of the names, the true names of every Yugoloth is inscribed in these books. So we can find her true name. Yes. Uh, uh. And so Yugoloths hate being controlled in this manner, and they're not shy about making their displeasure known, and like a petulant child, one will follow its instructions to the letter while looking for opportunities to misinterpret them. But if you can figure out the Yugoloth's true name, you can basically tell it to do whatever you want it to do. Arcanaloths, because they're, they know great magic, are specifically wizard magic, are very, very dangerously powerful spellcasters. They're magic resistant, and they have also innate spellcasting abilities. Like the ability to magically teleport at will. Uh-huh. Interesting. Strix will just look at, at the hag and be like, do you know any of their true names? I might know one or two. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not going to share them. Damn what it. would you share them for? What? Do you want to trade for something? What do you Strix? have? <laughs> a <I'm> hug? <laughs> I'm afraid it will cost a good deal more than a hug, dearie. <laughs> what do I have? What do uh. you want to give up for a true name? 
Strix? That seems like a hefty price. But, but it'll help. We're doing I fine without. I won't make an enemy of an Arcanaloth for no reason. Certainly not for a hug. <laughs> what just, about? Uh, maybe just forget it for now. It's fine. But we, we need do to without. know. We 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 could we'll cross that bridge when we get there. One problem at a time. Remember, you have all of Evelyn's stuff too. That's true. What about like the pieces of Lightfall or something like that? No, you are you kidding me? I'm not giving that up. What about like an arm? I don't need this no. arm. This one's no good. Absolutely not. You need that to cast spells. I have this one. What is Lightfall? Nothing. Strix. No. It's, it's a magic axe. I have um, four candles. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? What do they do? Well, she you looks, see. She ogles them. If you are in a place that is not quite lit. Yes. <laughs> yes. When the club is real lame. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These will help you with that and more. <laughs> Let me see one. Is this working? <laughs> like, see with your eyes, not your hands. You see, you see her kind of reach out for it, but she doesn't touch it. She just sort of puts her hands, her fingers all kind of around it, but doesn't actually touch it. Um, mm-hmm. And you think there's something weird going on there, Paul. And like, you sense that she couldn't touch it even if she wanted to, simply because you told her not to. Like there's some actual oh. metaphysical barrier to her touching somebody else's things without their permission. No, it's almost like they're repelled. Um, Interesting. Uh, and uh, but she studies it and she says it looks like an ordinary candle. Does it light I, underwater or? But no, I didn't say anything like that. It's a it candle. It does. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. It lights underwater. Does it illuminate invisible texts? Yes. That Very too. much so. And it can even be used in magic darkness. Does the flame sing dark songs? Can you make it sing? Uh, I'm, I mean, if you, like, ask it, it might, it could. She tries. Sing, little candle. Well, it's not your candle. It's not going to sing for you. you Show me how it works. It's more rewarding if you learn on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Dieth has never face-palmed so hard in his life. (laughs) Paul's just like, I mean, if you don't want the candle, that's fine. I'll just, you know, put it away, save it for someone more interested. It's very nice, but it's not true name nice. Not worth the price of a true name. Oh, yeah? What, what would be worth a true name to you? It's very tempting, but... She says... I would like... She sort of looks around to make sure nobody else can hear her. And uh, she says, I would like you 
to carry a child. Nope. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm, I'm what, sorry. Like, what? Like? Like? Where to? Like transporting? Like where? And she where points right to Strix's belly. No! Oh, no! No! Absolutely not! Oh, no! 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 We're not doing oh, that. No! See, <laughs> well, it was good to know. Strix Interesting. Like, we'll keep that in mind for any possible. Baggy, baggy Nana's kind of on the outs, and we're going to need a new sister. Dieth is like almost. Since has you're like an already arm in a coven, dearie, <clears throat> we need someone else. Dieth has like an arm in front of Strix at this point, like protecting her. It's like, no, we're not. Well, I mean, it's good to know, but thank you, but we'll have to pass on that one. Just the items, please. We're, we just got that deal. So it yourself. Dimash, go away. No I'm true gonna... names for you. What a shame. I'm sure one of them will come after you once you have the book. Probably Mr. Fox. We don't really have a choice. No, Strange, we're not doing that. What is his what? name? Oh, yes, I remember. Liar. <laughs> do we, that. Do we, does it seem like that is a lie? Uh, make a pers- or insight check. Wisdom insight. Strix is still throwing up on the ground. I thought Blech. that you wanted Paulton to carry the child, and I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's a five. Okay, uh, you can't tell. Here, I'll do one too. I, I'll do one to see if Strix can actually tell if they're if they're talking about saving them from the arcana logs. Oh wow, that's a. I guess like a twenty-one. Okay, um, you think that she, she? You can't. You don't think she's lying. You think that she. You think that um, it is typical hag behavior only to promise what you can actually deliver, and you don't believe she's acting in a way out of accordance with that. So she does know. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be for that long, right? Just a few months. Mild inconvenience. Absolutely not. Pain. No. We already got enough weird fanfic stuff going on, guys. True. Then Shemeshka would leave us alone, right? I'm sure she would. No, I think it'd only get worse. She'll be so grateful to have her spellbook returned, first of all. We've already have a deal for her spell book, and that's all that matters right now. That's the end of this. Yes. But it's Can't. the keys. She's going to come back for the keys. What keys? Strix. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to help. She just curls up in a keys? ball on the ground and starts crying. You have keys. We all have keys in some shape or form, don't we? <laughs> I have keys, but what are your keys? What are these keys you refer to? It's the key to friendship. Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> he like <laughs> he like walks up to her. Uh-huh. And it's like it's not about physical keys and then points to like her chest and goes, "But the key in there." <laughs> She sort of reaches down into a gown and pulls out a key hanging from a rope. <laughs> you mean this key? Uh, God damn it. <laughs> no. Strix is, gonna, Strix is just going to walk after and be like, if it keeps your mask away, I'll do it. I don't no, care. No, you're not doing anything like that. Strix, please. 
It'll keep her away. No, it won't. You think trusting a hag deal? I mean, Baba Yaga didn't kill me. Deal, my boy. Right, we're doing the one. That's enough. It's is it really? When we have so much more to offer, Strix, we don't need that. If Shabashka leaves us alone, then we do need that. When's the last time Shemeshka has really bothered us, though? Every day. <laughs> I mean, for, yeah, for some of us, every day. But me personally, <laughs> I don't have much quarrel with her if we're being TBH. I don't know what TBH means, but I just want her to go away. Can you make her go away? We can facilitate a more understanding relationship between you. Sure sounds like a no. That's the end of it, Strix. No. No, it needs to stop. We'll, I will do it. We'll return the items and then it will stop. We'll get her back everything we, she's ever wanted. She's got the, everything we need. All of our deals with Shermesker are done. And then we'll be done with her. You're never done with the king of the cross trade. Once she exactly. sinks her teeth into you, she doesn't let go. Uh, absolutely not. Well, it's not your choice. If I'm going to save my friends, then yes. But she does say to you, she comes over to you, D.F., and she says, but maybe there is a way to discourage her from troubling you any further. What? She says, you mentioned the keys. Do these keys fit into a sword, perhaps? How did she know? Paulton! <laughs> so, you're him. What the hell does that mean? Delicious. The one. The last Strixel one. Just, Strix will just like, like, like scuttle up next to all their segments and be like, the one now! <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I'm going to tell you something for free. Then maybe we can forge a deal. And she uh, leans into you, Dieth, and whispers in your ear. And Strix, you're like right up there, probably. Yeah, she's she, right uh, up there. She doesn't seem yeah, to care. Like <laughs> and she says, Shemeshka kept a piece of your soul. It's locked in a box in her house. What? She said, the king of the cross trade was there when the concordance was signed and the deal struck. Her payment as a mediator was a piece of the last Lorcatha soul. Uh. You ever have the feeling that you're incomplete, never in charge of your own fate, your own destiny? That's why 
that's nonsense. I've only ever made my own fate, my own destiny. I've only ever done everything myself. None of this yet, means anything. Here you are, working for her to get her lost book, to gain Mr. Fox's spectacles. Really, boy, are you that naive? Shut up. Would you like us to bring you Shemeshka's happy box? Shut up, that's enough. Yes, we need the box! We need the box! Shut up, stop! I don't like what that's called. He says, The box. Think about it. I don't need it. We don't need it. Why are the other hags taking so long? We're done here. They are traveling through the ethereal plane, my dear. I don't even know what that means. It's There's really like, backed the up. There. I'll do anything for the box. <laughs> <laughs> the box. <laughs> uh, she'll turn to you, then I'll deal with you instead. Fine. No, damn it. The box for your womb. Fine, whatever, get no, the box. Strict, no, I will not, absolutely not. It doesn't not. matter. Paul yes, it like, does, it buries me. <laughs> we have time. Think it over. And she'll go off and putter around. Occasionally goes over to check on the little girl, maybe pokes her with a stick. Oh, I wish you wouldn't poke And then her. she starts, uh, she drags uh, Shman Shmina over to uh, <laughs> a chopping block and proceeds to cut him into little pieces. Starting with his jorts. Yeah. <laughs> I regret oh, letting jorts. the dice decide it was evil. <laughs> Halton, Halton looks over that. It's like, what, what's she chopping? I can't see anything. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's like, give it a second. <laughs> no, I, I got it. Um, I'll call, I'll, 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 I want to talk to the hag. I want to. Oh yeah, you go over while she's chopping with this big cleaver. <laughs> splat, <laughs> splat, and just throwing big chunks of pieces of into baskets, basically. And she's kind of sorting it as she chops it. So entrails go into that basket and legs go into that basket and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so... I like I like go over to her. I'm not gonna like make a big scene out of it, but um, I'm gonna ask her like, so 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 you could you've brought people back. That's kind of what we well we've talked about it briefly. Yeah, brought people back from uh, the dead seas. She says, um, sure. No, not really. No? Oh, okay. But we can, as we're doing here, bring a scroll to help you bring the dead back. Mm-hmm. And we do have magic. Powerful magic. Interesting. And as you're talking to her, she suddenly throws the cleaver up in the air. Ah! And clutches, ah! clutches her eyes. <laughs> and starts to blindly kind of stumble around. 
<laughs> and the rest of you see it as well. She it, Something Paulton said just caused her to lose her shit, and now she's fl- running around her workshop mausoleum with her hands over her eyes. Well, I was just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Motherfucker, God, shit, and fucking damn it, shit, fucking shit, fucking shit. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then she stops, she's, she sort of runs into something hard, uh, bangs her head <laughs> off it, and just kind of stands there, and she says, The eye! The eye! It hurts so much! I'm we blind! Didn't do it. No, it wasn't you! It was you! What am I saying? <laughs> I just want to put out there that Chris said, Anna, go ahead and DM. You can't break anything. <laughs> yeah, so this blind hag is running around now, and she says, Oh, I shouldn't have made you. Oh, this is so painful. It's like having daggers stuck in my eyes. You okay? <sighs> she, um,. Sort of reaches around for like a stool or something to sit on. She finds um, basically this rotted out torso that I guess was entombed in this mausoleum before they moved in, and she just sort of sits down on its spongy mass. And you can see the, you- the ants start sort of crawling all around her feverishly. Uh, uh, are you okay? You are fucking clowns. Ugh. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have made those. I mean, we're bad enough. The next ones will be better. But no, uh, no. You don't if, need more. Listen, if I agree to this child or whatever, will you not make clones anymore? No. Great, great deal making right there. Well, no deal then. <laughs> I would have agreed to it, but the clones were a deal breaker. Yeah, there we go. Good. No deal. We're done with that. Thank you. Wait. No. She's Waiting. Sort of, sort of blindly points, but not at any of you. <laughs> 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 and then she says, uh, I need to consult with my sisters when they return. This is not a decision I can make on my own. Paulton like helps her and no like just like moves her hand pointing down. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Strix is like, no clones, but whatever else you want to do with me, I don't care. But no clones. I'll discuss it with my sisters when they return. Fine. I hate it. All right, so some time is going to pass while you chill out waiting for Baggy Nana and Peggy Deadbellas to return with the stuff. Meanwhile, on heaven, Evelyn. Oh, yeah. What? Evelyn. What heavenly things would you like to be doing, knowing that, you know, you're in... You're <laughs> just having a great time. You're in the fantastic domain of Lathander. You can explore it to your heart's content. You can meet all kinds of people. And when you do, and, you know, your natural instinct is to regale them with the glories of the Morning Lord, uh, they, they seem very well and truly aware of how great the Morning Lord is. Um, and they're more than pleased to give you their time as possible. They'll play with you. They'll tell you about places they've seen. Uh, you'll stop and like watch the sun and uh, pick fantastic shapes out of the clouds. Uh, some lovely young men and women uh, to talk to, as well as older folks 
milling around. Uh, you can see within the dominion of Lathander, people seem to be doing whatever they want. Um, and uh, sometimes there's uh, groups of people uh, sort of enjoying others' company. Other times you just stumble upon a lone person who's on a mountainside um, uh, talking, you know, talking to a goat or uh, down by the river, uh, you know, um, th skipping rocks across the water, watching the sun well, gleam off its surface. <clears throat> I imagine that maybe she kind of develops a special friendship with Zares after mm -hmm. she was kind of like her mentor in this place almost. Yeah. Um, and it really reverberates with her strongly. Like, you know, Evelyn's like shiny things distract her like crazy. So it takes her a little while to kind of like really conceptualize what's going on because like, ooh, pretty sun, ooh, pretty grass, ooh, pretty person, you know. But uh, it, pretty soon it comes around to her that like this question of what is it that you actually want is really haunting her. And that leads her to suddenly gasp. <gasps> And then go looking for Zares mm -hmm. and say, and she she describes Simon, the the soul that she saw. Yeah. Um, and she says, "Have you seen someone like that here?" Um, uh, she tells you that she hasn't seen anybody like that here, and um, the two of you, when you kind of think about it, you don't sense his presence anywhere. Um, normally, in the sort of the warmth of Lathander, when everybody's sort of part of Lathander, you can kind of feel each other, get a sense of, of that, and you don't feel like he's on this plane with you. That this what is do you where think that means? Is. She says, well, it could be that his soul went somewhere else, to another plane. Is uh, that bad? It depends. If, he's, if he was a good soul, he may have gone to one of the other good dominions. If he was an evil soul, which I doubt if he was with you, but if he were, he would go to one of the lower planes. Hmm. I just feel, I feel kind of responsible because, you know, he was kind of, kind of like family, and if, uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to ask him a few questions because I never really got to talk to him much when, when we were on Earth, so... There's no way to like talk to someone who's on a different plane than you right from here, right? We are spirits now. We are bound to this place. This is our, for lack of a better word, afterlife. He is in his own afterlife somewhere. And these two, his dominion and our dominion, we, we exist apart. We are no longer alive. Yeah. We're, we can't go anywhere, at least not until your friends try to bring you back to their world. And she sort of notes your sort of silvery aura. I mean, if they do try. I don't know. I kind of forced myself on them to begin with, so <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I think I, think I just wanted to tell him how much I... I loved him and, and that we always wanted him around because I realized maybe he felt the same way, maybe, you know, that he was just there to be useful or just there by happenstance, you know, but I think, you know, you asked me whatever I really wanted and I think all I ever really wanted was to be wanted and I wanted him to know that he was wanted. And that's why it's good to be here because Lathander has always wanted me and loved me 
And that's what's important. I agree. And she says, so Simon was like family to you. Mm-hmm. He was my adopted son. Yet he was, if I understand correctly, a construct? Well, I mean, kind of, but... But alive. I mean, yeah. I was a construct, but alive. Did well, you know you, that? You weren't always a construct. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he was alive. He seemed alive to me. And I saw his soul. If you saw his spirit, then he was alive. Yeah. Why do you ask? I just think it's remarkable how the multiverse brings souls, stray souls, together. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Did you have a family? Oh, yes. I had a husband. I had children, grandchildren, many friends. I... Um, some of them were with me at the very end. That sounds nice. It was. I had a family, and they loved me very much, but I don't think they wanted me around. They sent me away. Why did they do that? To serve Lathander. Well, Just like my dad. What was he like? Oh, he was the best. He was always smiling, and he was always going on adventures. And he was always doing the will of Lathander and helping people, but he was gone a lot. But he did, he did bring me back presents, and he was always looking out for me, you know, trying to make sure that his little girl had everything she needed and protecting me from anyone who might, you know, look have, down on me or anything like that. Have you talked to him? I can talk to him? How? <laughs> He is here, living in Lathander's dominion. He is? What do I do, that sensey thing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can just She tries of, to sense where her dad is. Yeah, you're having some trouble. <laughs> so you're kind of <laughs> spinning around, looking mm. for your bearings. Dad! <laughs> Daddy! And uh, Zares says, just... Get on your horse and go. Follow your heart. It will take you where you need to go. Follow my heart. She kind of sticks her chest out and she's like, not tries your, to follow it. Not your literal heart. <laughs> Just the, lo the longing that you feel to be with him again. Use that okay. to guide you here. Okay. Morning glory. Yeah. I call horse summon come, you. Yep, horse appears. You hop on it. You sail off. Uh, so um, <laughs> she's just she's yelling like you know when you were a kid and you would just like yell down the stairs at your parents, Dad, Dad, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> All right, and uh, you uh, are able to fly to a, a glittering temple on top of a hill. And you can see there is a large uh, sun symbol, a golden sun symbol atop its great dome. And there are uh, pillars all around it. It's almost like a big, giant, domed gazebo, stone gazebo. And within, you can see a glittering statue of the Morning Lord as a sort of radiant man holding, cradling a baby in his arms. 
uh, uh, with uh, and carved into the pillars, you can see uh, images of all the various saints and things who um, have followed Lathander. Uh, some you recognize, some you don't. Um, this probably distracts her for quite some time. She yeah. probably flies around looking at all these things. Yeah, and uh, you can you can see that uh, there are a number of spectral forms like yourself moving around inside this space, and uh, many of them are most many of them are cradling uh, sp- spectral children um, lovingly, and uh, there's music also playing in the air. And you can see that there is a giant of a figure, about 10 feet tall, with angelic wings and green skin. Just a hairless, green-skinned angel with white wings and silvery pools for eyes going around and just sort of touching the kids on the heads. Um, And as it does, the children sort of uh, become luminous uh, for an instant, and then uh, you see them transform one by one into kind of like an idealized form, usually like a young adult or an adult. Um, and then they begin uh, talking to the people around them. Can I roll a religion check to see if I understand what's happening? Sure. Uh, 
and uh, you can you can feel that the the hor uh, your your mount is is very calm around him. Evelyn gets off Morning Glory and just walks up to him and kind of is like staring at him in disbelief. She's like, "Do you do you do you recognize me?" Yes. <laughs> Evie. I can't believe it. She just starts I mean, can she cry now? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she totally okay. can, yeah. So she just starts crying and wraps her hands around his neck and just blubbering, like, I miss you so much. I have so much to tell you. So much has happened, and I, I try to be as good as I could and serve Lathander, and I hope you're proud of me. And is mom here? Oh, my gosh, is mom here? I just can't <laughs> believe that you're here. <laughs> no, mom went to the dark place. No, I'm just kidding. No! <laughs> She, she, she's in hell, Evelyn. Yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah, you can uh, absolutely. Uh, you can. Uh, he he will tell you uh, that uh, she is in uh, one of the great temples of the Morning Lord right now. Um, but uh, she'll. Um, it, he'll he'll be happy to he'll be happy to take you there. I have so many questions. I have so many things to tell you. I haven't seen you since I was... How do you even know who I am? What do you mean? I mean, I'm, I'm grown up. I know. <laughs> but this is how I always saw you. I oh. must admit, it doesn't look like you may be here for very long. Why, why do you think so? It looks to me like uh, there's something... Something about you suggests that maybe you're just here for a short visit. And we should make most of the time that we have. She grabs his hands. Yeah, I have so many things to talk to you about. I met, I met these people, and one was a tiefling, and she had horns, but she was really, really nice. And, uh, you know, and then there was one that was, uh, he was, but not, he didn't steal things, but he was, um, you know, uh, sometimes through daggers. And then there was, no, there was another one that he was You see singer. him, he's starting to weep a little bit. Dad, why are you crying? Just, you're just like your mother. <laughs> she starts crying at that. <laughs> I've just missed you guys so much. I wish you didn't have to... Well, I mean, I'm glad you're here, because I'm certain here yeah. is better than there, but... Well, I don't know if you remember, but I always said that no matter what happens to us, we will always be together. Well, here we are. And uh, you can see that there are some other, there's some other kind of people just sort of looking at you like, oh, <laughs> so nice. And so he's like, perhaps we should go somewhere else. <laughs> this is Morning Glory. Isn't she pretty? She is. I love horses. I know. Well, let's, uh, let's go for a ride. Yeah. You want to drive? <laughs> I see, he, gets let him pretty, he gets pretty excited when he gets up there. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like a super sports car paladin mount. Yeah. Like Evelyn has the fancy like souped up classic Mustang or something, yes. and she's like, "Dad, you want to drive?" Yeah, he can gonna... attach like a side horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of a little side horse. 
All right, uh, and so you take to the air uh, with your pops, and uh, you, you fly around, and um, uh, Morning Glory takes you on a hell of a ride. Uh, while Dad, what? what? Oh, go ahead. No, go on. Um, as, they're, as they're flying, Evelyn's like, you know, Mom never really wanted to talk much about what happened when you, you know, stopped being alive. Mm-hmm. What I I know that you were serving the will of the Morning Lord and and doing good in the world, but you never came back, and I never really learned what happened. He says, "Well, a small group of us went off to bring the light of the Morning Lord to a very dark place, and." Um, well, everybody, everybody falls, and I died helping and saving good people, my friends, innocent people, and there was really... Uh, nothing I could do except trust in my faith uh, that these that I would be given and granted the power by the Morning Lord to do exactly what I was trained to do and help these people survive and uh, combat the menace. Do you want to know specifically what happened? Yeah, what dark place? I've been to some dark places. Are you familiar with Shar? I've heard of her. There are those who, unlike us, want to cast the world into darkness. And there is a family uh, that has or a group that has basically um, fallen into the dark service of Shar, and they infiltrated uh, cities throughout the north. I was killed by a vampire. <gasps> Which one? I hate vampires. Her name is Caresta Delvingstone. I don't think I've met her. She lives in Under Mountain. Hmm. Which you know what? is the great dungeon under Waterdeep. <laughs> Holly. <laughs> huh. Well, it sounds like you were doing your best to protect people, and she struck you down? She and her vampire associates, we killed many of them, dozens of them. Um, but by the time uh, she showed up, I was already uh, pretty messed up. 
You're but, a pretty amazing fighter, I can imagine. I mean, I can't. I I've tried to kill some vampires. They're kind of hard to kill. But I'm pretty sure we drove them deeper, deeper down, farther away from the city itself, and um, the city has been safer ever since. Are you able to watch from up there? What goes on to, up here? What goes on down there? No. So you don't even know anything that happened with with me or Brick or anything. Well. Whenever someone from our world dies, if they're tied to Lathander and they end up here, I do ask questions. So I've heard things um, from them, but I don't have a first-hand account of what the world is like now. Did you ever want to come back? Did I ever want to come back? Well, I didn't want to be away from you and your mother, but... The call of Lathander brought me here, and if I, I believe that if my if my body could have been recovered from the and taken to the spires of the morning, the temple in Waterdeep, it's possible I might still be in the world today. I could have been raised, I could have been resurrected, but I never made it out of Undermountain. So you don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to hope to to go back for a while? No. Because, I mean... Because it... When, when all is done, you will come here and live out the rest of your existence in this place, this great dominion of sunlight and rebirth and dawn and hope. And that is eternal. It's just so hard to give up spending time with you now when I I just missed you so much when we were down there. If you return to the world, uh, I'll see you again when you return here. For me, it will be as if no time passed practically. Because time here really doesn't have much meaning. Really? It can seem like a thousand years and a day at the same time. How so? It's just, it's hard to explain when time has no meaning and you just sort of exist in a state of eternity. You can do all the things you ever wanted to do here in no time at all. Or you could spend what feels like a lifetime here and no time may pass in the world beyond. Hmm. So you've been, you've been missing us for just a second and for all eternity? Exactly. I feel like we've only been apart for months. And at the same, part, at the same point, I also feel like we've been apart for years. But it doesn't change how much I love you. I love you too, Dad. We should do something fun. Like what? Let's go tobogganing. (laughs) (laughs) Tobogganing? (laughs) What's a toboggan? Let me show you. God damn it.
<laughs> uh, going back to the waffle crew, uh, the, the rest of the waffle crew. Still um, screaming at each other. Still screaming at each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see that uh, a widow growth blindness eventually passes and she regains her sight again. But it's still kind of blurry eyed and very, very upset. And, Sorry. Uh, as, as you guys have been uh, ranting and railing, one thing you notice is this mausoleum that you're in is quite roomy, but it's also very, very old and crumbly. And there is actually a door. Um, set into one wall. It's a big stone door and it's closed, like the outer door of a mausoleum. Um, but there it is. It appears to be the only entrance and exit that you can see. And as for the mausoleum's contents, the hags have made their homes here kind of using old sarcophagus and you know, they've basically piled bones into corners and things and made beds out of them and that kind of thing. So they've kind of just kind of taken over this crypt of the dead. Cool. So you guys just going to chill until <laughs> the others return? I mean, we're still waiting on those objects, so... Yep. Yeah. Okay. So after what feels like maybe about a day... Jesus. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, um, the hag with the bag over her head appears... Um, basically as a ghost in the room, uh, just sort of walks in to the mausoleum as a ghost, and you can and she solidifies, becomes flesh once more, and in her hand you can see what appears to be a blackened scroll tube uh, with some glyphs carved into it, and it's got a sort of a big brass stopper at one end, and a chain. Uh, it looks like it was, the chain is snapped, like it was ripped off of somebody's belt or off of something, uh, and she's just got it in hand. And she says, one resurrection scroll. Okay. Yay! Yep. And uh, she just sort of, uh, before she, she tries to hand it to you, but then Widow Grote just sort of stops her and holds it <laughs> and says, we must wait. Yep, just waiting on the other objects. All right. Uh, by this time, you guys can, if you need to take like a long rest or something, you can. Okay. Uh, are you going to try to sleep at all? Or stay awake the whole time? Uh, um, I'll try to sleep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep in a hut. Okay. <laughs> if, if I can strategically place it so that the hags are not in the hut. You can that do that. Cool. Yeah, if we can hut, then sure. Yeah. You, you hang out in the hut. Uh, you can see the hags having an argument, the two of them. Um, mostly uh, having to do with uh, the destruction of an imp. And Whatever. The destruction of a bag, and they start to talk about clones and pretty much recounting, uh, trying to piece together based on what they glimpsed in the eye, what actually happened in the streets of Port Nyanzaru. Right. And uh, uh, the bag one says... Have to make some more. This time we have to get it right. They were defective, clearly. And uh, Widow Grote says, Well, let's not be too hasty here. We have another deal unfolding. We don't want to muck it up if we can get this. This will be Jokes a great on. prize. Jokes on them. We are defective. 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's you not, the, it's not the clones. That, the, the, the copies are perfect. It's yeah. the, the, the originals are flawed. Yeah. <laughs> the mold, yeah. Yeah, you can hear Strix be like, I have a deal. There's a deal. Yes. No, there's no deal. The sister, the sister of the chicken foot coven says she will carry one of our children. Absolutely not. She won't. She might. No. And then, and then <laughs> uh, the one with the bag head says, good, then we can get rid of Peggy once and for all. Which is funny because previously Widow Grote said they were trying to oust Bag Lady. Now these two are saying it's the other one. Whatever. <laughs> so little little uh, night hag politics unfolding off in the corner there. <laughs> Somebody's lying to somebody. Um, but in due course, the third hag returns, and you can see that she's got tucked under her arm a big fat spell book, and she's got um, sort of perched on her crooked nose a set of tinted pink spectacles. Mm-hmm. There they are. And, that's that's uh, them, right? That's got to be them. And. Uh, did you have any trouble, sister? No, it was easy. He was asleep. And uh, one book, pff, one pair of spectacles, and he has the scroll. Now, the parts of yourselves, give no, them to you us. No, you don't need any parts of any of us. No more clones. You can do whatever you want with me. I don't care. But now the original deal Stop was talking, the original deal was a part of us for these items, and we're going to adhere to said deal. Yes. No. And your womb for the happy box. No, we're not doing that. Look, it's part of your soul. It's fine. I'll be fine. It's not no, a big deal. No, Strix, I'm fine. I'll be, be fine. I've You're been not fine. fine. I will do whatever it is to save my friend. Uh, one of the hags, uh, the one you've spent the most time with, Widow Grote comes over to you and says, Dearie, have you ever had a child before? No, of course not. I don't know even know what that what means. That's and no, she, she, puts, she puts a hand over uh, your stomach and just kind of squishes it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing, but I find it very uncomfortable. Which, uh, which hag is, like, doing that to is her? Is groping like, her? That would be uh, Widow Grote, the one with the coins on her eyes. And which one was saying, like, one person's, got, like, we're going to get rid of Peggy, or, but before they're, like, other? Is that the same one? Same one. I'm going to, while she's doing that, I want to, like, lean in mm-hmm. and, like, whisper. I'll be like, how about you throw us that stuff and we keep our mouths shut? And I could try to persuade her. Okay, go ahead. Oh, come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> Not one! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, Strix just looks at them and says, I will do whatever it takes to save my friend. She will do go. whatever it takes. <laughs> oh, Strix, you please don't. Look, you said so yourself. You'll do anything for your friends, right? Anything for me? Anything. Right. Then I'm asking you, for me, to listen to me and not do this. He'll, like, take her hands. He'll take her hands and, like, kind of fold them up between his. He's like, we won't be killed. We'll make it through this as we always have together. Like, we always Uh, do. We don't need this. She goes no, off we and, do. We don't have any other choice. Yes, we can. 
If there's some box or something that Shemeska has, we'll get it on our own. We don't need their help. What are they doing? Please. It's called love. What'd they say? (laughs) 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 And one of the hags goes (laughs) on the floor. That's Why is that spreading? Is is uh is Peggy in in the group? Are they all together? They're all together. Okay. Okay. This is so gross. Let's get this over with. Yes. Uh, Death turns back to them. Yes. Sorry. And he'll pull a single strand of hair out and be like, "That's all you need, right?" You could maybe give us a couple extra. <laughs> uh, uh, no, just the one is what I believe is what we said. She looks at it, hands it to her sister. They each inspect it. It's a little short. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then Strix. they sort of put it. They put it in a, a, a vial. All right. Strix will give them one of the hairs and also say, okay. "I will do anything to save my friend." Strix, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Strix, just please. I have a much better idea. Why are you looking at me weird? (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do they get hairs from all three of you? Yes. Polton? The bag lady, baghead lady comes over to you and the slithering viper comes out and stares you in the eye and she holds out a hand for some of your hair. Right. Yes. She takes it and goes off cackling. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Diaz will then go and take the scroll and hand that to Paulton, pick up the spell book, give that to Strix, and then we'll take the spectacles. Okay. Paulton, when you pick up the scroll case, it's it's very warm, unusually warm, this wooden scroll tube. Like it just came out of a hot fire. Uh but why, why, why is this warm? I'm sure it's fine. Uh, is it? He sa- she says, I took it off a dead cleric in the bowels of the nine hells. Ah. Oh. Sounds like they didn't need it anymore. Sounds warm Not down so there. Much. The fa- fair enough. All right. All good. Yeah, so you've uh, so you've got the other two items, DF. You said uh, the the he'll take the spectacles uh, and then hand the spell book to Strix. Okay, so the items are now divvied up between you. Yes, scroll and Paulton. I'm going to write this down. Scroll, Paulton. Oh no. <laughs> DF has the spectacles and oh, no. Strix has the book. All right. Now to the other matter. Right. How do we that get out of here? And get done. back to port. We need to get back to Port Iron Zaro. How do we get there? No, He's pointing the right direction. What is that information worth to you? Just, just stop. You have to get your <laughs> special box first. We'll get it on our own. Please, Strix. No, we can't. Me. We can. We can do anything on our own. Good luck with that. Yes, Thank good you. luck with that. Strix is like, I already agreed. I don't know what you want to do, but I just want you to save my friend. Look, you can't just... Let them put a baby in you to give birth to another hag just so they can oust Peggy. I don't know what that means. And I say that loud enough so that they can all hear. Uh, One of the hags, uh, Peggy, says, 
oust me? Yeah, what is he talking about? Yeah, while you're gone, the other two are saying that they need a new hag so they can get rid of you. Which is weird, because I think they said they wanted to get rid of Baggy. What? And you see, they start, they start chattering amongst each other, and then it starts turning into a shoving contest. And then uh, suddenly the hags are all clawing at each other's uh, eyes and pulling on each other's hair and basically throwing each other around the room. And by throwing, <laughs> I mean literally like picking each other up and hurling each other 10, 15 feet across the room. Like Ooh. wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, One of them yells, can you smell? <laughs> Damn it. What Peggy is cooking? So as soon as they start, as soon as they start throwing down like that, Diaz yeah. turns back to Strix and Paulton and is like, uh, and says like, "Now let's get out of here." And yeah, then like points him towards the other door. That's fair. Saving my friends also means running away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get to the door. It's a big stone door and it's quite heavy. Do you want to like just pull uh, uh, together, pull it open, or one of you try? Yeah, if, uh, if those guys want to try to do that, where was the small girl? Uh, she was in a chicken coop, in so up against one wall of the room. All right, and where is that in relation to the rest of the hags right now? And she's by now she would have awakened from the sleep spell, and she's just kind of in the cage, frightened. Um, so uh, as it happens, as you turn back and remember, girl, uh, and you look back, you can see one of the hags, uh, the one with the bag, gets thrown and kind of lands on the chicken coop, and then okay. the chicken coop sort of crumbles and collapses underneath her and the girl spills out. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. We for sure, like, are just like, come on! <laughs> All right. Yeah, get that door open. Dieth will go for the uh, cunning action dash, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's use his ultimate speed. We'll okay. go back for the girl and try to pick her up and, like, kind of hoist her over to just get us all out of here. Okay. Uh, so you hoist her up. Uh, what are you going to do to open the door? Push it. Uh, or use the handle? <laughs> there is a, look, looks like a big pull handle on the door. Somebody right. who opens the door has to make a strength athletics check to pull it open. Right, so maybe not DS. Alton? Uh, <laughs> or you guys, you guys together? Yeah, we can do it together. Okay, if Strix is aiding you, Paulton, you have advantage on your strength Ooh. athletics check to rip open this door. Cool. That is a double 15. Okay. That it so and your is that with bonus? Hmm? Is that with your strength bonus or just his strength is plus two, so he's actually seventeen then? Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, yes, you're able to pull it open about two feet enough for easily for you to slip past and outside. And cool, when, cool, cool. Let's go. When you uh, go outside, you can see uh, it is stifling out here. So you're instantly you realize you're in the tropics, and actually you're familiar with where you are. Oh, thank uh, you God. you are. The outskirts of Port Nyan. Um, oh, when, when you left the city, you went through some gates out into some old ziggurats and ruins out there. Uh, you emerge from one of those uh, ruined mausoleums in what's called the Old City, the city outside the walls. So as you look around, you can see these crumbling ziggurats and other mausoleums around you. Uh, there's a big, tall palisade a big tall uh, wall with palisade on top and guard towers and the gates of Port Nyanzaru stand open. Awesome. Yeah, we're going uh, straight 
into there as fast as we can and then lose ourselves within the city. Okay. I, I don't know if, like, if they're actually chasing us or not, but we're, like, we're getting out you of there. You can hear the hags uh, cursing each other inside and smashing bones and knocked Wait, over furniture. where's the bomb? Where's the bomb? We're not, See, if you have the bomb. We're not nuking the, the hags. Leave them. Leave the bomb. That could reach the port. No, it couldn't. It's fine. Uh, Do I think it would reach the port? Uh, you, <laughs> you know that if if that device, well, yeah, you've done an Arcana check on this once before already. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, you you know that if you were to set it off here, uh, it would take out probably the entire old city outside the walls, and probably a like one twentieth of the city proper. Nope. Oh, okay. No, don't want to kill any innocents. Yep. <laughs> <Hold> it. <laughs> we don't know how innocent they are, to be That's fair. That's true. God damn it, Paulton. Hey, yep. Yeah, uh, okay. We're getting out of the gates. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, so you run uh, through the gates into the city, um, and you see all of the uh, uh, native Chalton's. Uh, Kind of stare agog at you because you're you look panicked. Yeah. Uh, as we kind but of you are now back. you are now free far free and clear of the hags. You've left them behind. All right. Awesome. Um, I'll kind of let the girl down to her feet, uh, and I'll kneel down with like, a hand on her shoulders, like, "Hey, do you know where you are?" She says, "I'm in Port Nine Zaru, fool." All right. Wow, All right. don't be rude. We just rescued you. <laughs> All right, that's right. If, no, if, you put me in a sack. What? Well, let's, just, my life. let's just send her back. <laughs> you stuffed me in a sack. I did not stuff you in any sack. I, I've never met you before in my life, and I just saved you. Look, if, look the, po- the point is, if you know how to get home, just please just... Go get home, and I hope you're okay. Okay, she runs off. The hell is that about? Make um, I don't percep- like that. Make perception checks. Oh, right. can I also unpolymorph raw waffles from my hat? Oh yeah, you can definitely do that. All uh, right, she's no longer a mouse. Good. Twenty-three. Oh geez, a four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, another nat one. Okay, uh, DF. Yeah. Uh, she uh, pilfered the spectacles. What? Killer. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see her running off with the spectacles, and that's where Get we'll her. that's where we'll stop. No. no! <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> oh, she's so evil. <laughs> I thought maybe being rescued would change her alignment, but I guess not. <laughs> I said send her back, but no. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Next week is the season finale of Dice Camera Action. Um, so tune in for episode 90. Does anybody else have announcements they want to share before we break this week? And I just keep thinking of all the other things Evelyn would want to tell her dad. It's like everything's come... come yeah. I, I didn't even think about talking to him. She wants to show him the boots... You're like, look, Dad, I'm still wearing the boots. She has so many things. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, we are just having really messed up conversations with hags. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, wow, I, I thought there was going to be another deal struck there for a minute, but absolutely not, Chris Perkins. <laughs> I would have been a Chris good one. Perkins totally just came up with that on the fly too. I can tell. Uh -huh. <laughs> Rex just wants to save her friends. Hate it all. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. No, you, you can go first. It's fine. I'm putting my okay. 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 I uh, have my misclicks game where I'm playing Lost Mine of Fandelver as the DM. Uh, less wrestling, but more voices. And that starts at 6.30, which is, you know, about a half hour from now, if you're not in our time zone. And that's on twitch.tv slash misclicks. And then Thursday, we have another episode of Stream On on twitch.tv slash twitch, which is at 3 p.m., which is Twitch's kind of reality game show for streamers, which I host. And Friday will be a special Twitch Weekly, which I will host. So hopefully I will see you on, on stream for one of those things. And also, please go to the subreddit, which Dia Jared will probably say. So I'll spam that link. Yeah, he always mm -hmm. does. Because I am curious your theories on a lot of things that happen. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of little things in there. That was nice. Yeah. And, uh, Chris, I, I already emailed you the character sheet of The Stranger. Great. In case you were curious or she wants to come up again. Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> so upset. Uh, if no one else has announcements, I have a D&D &D related announcement yes! for once. Ooh. So uh, I can finally talk about Dark and Dicey. It is a new D&D &D live stream show that I am producing and also a player in. Uh, so it's going to be streamed here at twitch.tv slash D&D Mondays at 7 p.m. Uh, I think starting May 14th. So we're not announcing the entire cast and everyone yet, but we're uh, talking about me as a player and also our DM who is KG Tang, who is a voice actor and a lot of cool stuff that you might know. So uh, I'm going to be tweeting about it a little later, but you can also follow at Dark and Dicey on Twitter. And why, we're is, gonna be why is it called Dark and Dicey? It is called Dark and Dicey because it is not a good campaign. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not quite a pure evil campaign. It's a bit of a neutral anti-hero campaign. So... Um, we, we've had, a uh, two practice sessions and, uh, it's a, it's a lot of douchebags trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out what we're doing. So, yeah. um, a lot really of douchebags on a quest for a moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So we're really excited for it and I can't wait to announce uh, everyone else that's involved. So, but for now, it's going to be awesome. I hope you guys are excited. What day that's of the week is it going to be on again? Monday, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. That's 7 Pacific Standard Time? Yes, sorry. Yay. 7 p.m. Pacific. I always forget to specify. But yeah, yeah. so it's going to be cool. That's awesome. Congrats! Absolutely. Yay. Looking forward to it. Woo. Uh, this weekend, or this uh, Friday, I should say, not exactly D&D related, but still uh, Wizards of the Coast related with Magic the Gathering, as this week, this Friday is the pre-pre-release event for the new Dominaria set for Magic the Gathering. It's Magic's 25-year anniversary, and because with that, they're returning back to the original setting that uh, Magic started in, Dominaria. And I'll be joining the guys over at Loading Ready Run to be doing a, a special pre-pre-release of the new set before anyone else gets to play, which is super exciting. So it'll be me along with a bunch of people from Loading Ready Run. Also joining us is uh, Kelly Diggs from Wizards, along with uh, Cube April, uh, Nathan Holt, who was the producer of the Edge of the Battlefield uh, documentary, which is also about magic and totally worth watching if you haven't seen that before. But 
That's this Friday starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and goes all day. And there's more stuff on Saturday as well. So come on by for that because along with D&D, I also really enjoy magic. So please come on by and, and watch me hopefully get a crawl worm. There's no crawl worm. <laughs> cool. Holly, did you want to talk a little bit about Idle Champions? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Champions. I think it's just today, actually. <laughs> I think today's the last day you can get Strix on go. Idle Champions. So yeah. make sure to do that. And um, also, uh, Trapped in the Birdcage is on Thursdays. Uh, we'll be back this Thursday. Should be fun. Um, Chris inspires me to torture everyone. So please do that. <laughs> it's been great fun. So that's it. All right. Uh, then that's it for announcements. Thank you, everybody, for watching this week, and we'll see you again next week. Until then, take care of yourselves and take care of each other, and bye-bye for now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.